0: Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the A to Z podcast. My name is Dustin, and I work with Dean Zierfoss to produce A to Z. Before this episode starts, I just want to mention that the series started on YouTube, and as such, some parts, mostly the housekeeping at the end of each episode, won't really make sense in the podcast format. So when you hear Dean Z say that you can leave your questions in the comments below, that's because originally this was a YouTube video. If you do have questions, we'd still love to hear them. Just email deanz at law.jd.admissions at umich.edu and put A to Z podcast in the subject line. If you enjoy the podcast and find it helpful, please let us know by subscribing and leaving a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Thanks again for listening. And now, without further ado, is the A to Z podcast. Hi everybody, it is Dean Z speaking to you from my basement and today I want to talk to you about this question. What do you do now? This question comes to us from Ethan H who emailed to say, all right, I've submitted my application and now the waiting game begins. What does one do? So I think there are two possible tacks to take with this question. One is learn to relax because, uh, waiting is going to be a necessary part of this process. Even if you hear from one or two schools quickly, um, not all schools are going to be moving quickly. Some schools take enormous amounts of time and you just have to learn to be patient and, um, you will get through it. Uh, and it's great practice for when you are a lawyer, specifically if you are a litigator, you submit your Case to say a jury, and who knows how long they're going to take to argue it out, uh, or even worse, <laughs> judges—they take a really long time sometimes to issue their decisions. And uh, you just and there and there's a complete lack of transparency about when everything will be done. At least here, you know that there is an end of the season, and uh, at some point, you will get an answer. Whereas, with some judges and some courts, things could go on for many, many months. All right. But assuming that that is not what Ethan H really had in mind, um, that kind of advice. I think he was more, um, wanting to get at the question, like, is there anything he can do to help his chances along once he's submitted? Um, and I think there are two tacks to take with this question too. Uh, one is substance and one is style. If you will, so along the lines of just learning to be patient is the style question. So it is. Schools do like to know that you are interested in their programs. So being in touch to a certain degree can be helpful. It can it can signal this. But um, every admissions officer is aware of the phenomenon of the candidate who reaches out once. And you think, this person seems great. Um, And they seem so interested in Michigan. This is like so lovely. Um, And then they reach out a second time and you're like, okay, you know, maybe not necessary, but this is, this is fine. And then a third and a fourth and 27 emails later, you're like, there's something seriously wrong here. And they uh, have actually undone all the good that they had achieved with their, with their first outreach that was so impressive. So Lesson one, you don't want to overdo anything. Um, and it, it isn't merely style. There is some substance to why you don't want to overdo everything too. So I'll get to that in a second. But if you were going to reach out, what might one say? So if there's substantive updates, you should definitely think about sending them along. That's absolutely appropriate. So say so you've changed jobs or gotten a, a first job, um, oh my God. This is happening. If you knock over the camera, I'm gonna be so annoyed with you, Leo. Admissions cat, I mean. Alright. Jeez Louise. Alright. Alright, this is normal. I'm just gonna stay like this so you can't knock anything over. Oh okay. <laughs> get off. Okay. Alright, I think that threat has passed. All right. Surprisingly, I've lost my train of thought. Um, oh, something new, new job, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this is the time of year where if you are still in school, you will be getting grades pretty soon. So updating with a new transcript or some awards. Some people get awards. I feel like I never really got awards in life, but, um, some people do. So that would be nice. Get an award. You should let us know about that. Or, it could be something that isn't like an achievement but it's just important info so suppose you have new contact info that you uh want a school to be aware of you should certainly update them with that or suppose there is something specific in that you realize after the after you've submitted your application that you wish you had included so perhaps um an additional essay or an addendum explaining, for example, your GPA or your LSAT. We you submitted a couple months ago. Is it too late to send those materials now? Absolutely not. You definitely can do that. Um, each school may have a, a different method that they want you to follow, but I think most schools will uh, you know, accept materials by email. If you have any questions about that, you can always, of course, email them once and ask and then send along your materials. But let's now return to the style issue about the multiple contacts, because uh, you should make it worthwhile. Like you shouldn't be sending an update every week, because every one of those contacts creates work for the office. So someone has to answer the email, obviously, and then someone else, or maybe the same person, has to upload the information that you sent along into your ace into your law school admissions council report, right? You're, we call ACEs. I, it occurs to me, I have no idea what ACEs stands for, but that's the, um, uh, software that we use that LSAC puts together where we look at all your materials. So um, I'm going to show you a screenshot of what this looks like. So you can see there is, um, cast reports, which have your LSAT and GPA information. There are sometimes additional cast reports that just have, uh, letters of rec that come in, um, later than your original cast report. Um, there's the EAP, which is the document that you fill out and along with the attachments of like personal statements and essays. And then you see where it says school. These are the things that you have emailed to the school that they that are supposed to be part of your application file. So they all get individually uploaded by the school. And you can see that these are all separate entries. So whoever is reviewing your application has to click first on EAP, and then on any cast reports. And then any school materials. So each one of those, I mean, this is honestly, this is about maybe this is not the greatest software in the world. I get it. Like it should be all in one thing, but it isn't. Um, so each thing that you send in is an additional, um, you know, five seconds to click on, which, you know, is not that much, but when you aggregate that over five or 6,000 applications, it can really start to add up. And then if you have four or five additional things that you've sent along, um, you're talking actual time, all of which is to say, just think about whether this makes sense, how can you put it all together? So it's just one communication, one upload, as opposed to, you know, multiple iterations of outreach, uh, you will make a much better impression on the admission staff. You will look organized. You will look like you've got your, uh, act together, uh, and then you will create less work for the people who are doing the reviewing too, so. Go for it if you want to reach out and add stuff, but uh, show some judgments, show some judgment, show some prudence, and that sort of thing. Okay, that is all I have on that topic. Thanks again to Ethan H. for sending it along. Now, let's talk about grammar. So, I may have mentioned this before, but I have my best friend from law school and I both are super into grammar and then her best friend from work who is now my really good friend by the Transitive Property of Friendship, she's also really into grammar and so often we will have lengthy text exchanges about grammar and one of those happened yesterday. Uh, specifically my friend wrote, uh, doesn't really matter, but it's my best friend who wrote as opposed to the really good friend. So just, you know, keep the players straight. I think that's helpful. Anyway, my best friend wrote and she said, am I wrong to take issue with this? And then she laid out a sentence. And the sentence was basically, uh, Joe Smith requested the trial court to clarify its ruling. Now, I hate uh, emails like this or texts like this, because I was like, I don't know what part I'm supposed to be paying attention to. And then I have, you know, performance anxiety and imposter syndrome and everything else. And You know, so uh, I took a shot at what I thought she was complaining about, which was the it's ruling part, because I thought, I don't know, it's a little, I don't know, ambiguous the way, you know, maybe it was a little, anyway, that isn't what she was worried about. So I cried a little bit. Turned out the thing she was unhappy about was the word requested. Uh, She prefers the word asked. So she would have liked to see. Uh, Joe Smith asked the trial court to clarify its reeling, ruling. And the reason is she said, I think it, it sounds weird to say request to do something versus ask to do something. Um, and she said that and I agreed. I liked now that she said that I do prefer asked. So this, there's a couple lessons here. I have no idea whether asked and requested, whether one is right or wrong in any kind of formal way. I honestly have no opinion. Um, I do like Asked Better, and that's the point. Uh, when you're writing, you really care about the way words sound to you and if it sounds right or wrong, and it may, you may not have violated any rule, but if it sounds off, change it. Go ahead and change it, because it'll probably sound off to someone else too. And then another little tidbit is taking out extraneous language to, to make a decision about whether it's something sounds right or not. So. If you take out the sentence was requested the trial court to clarify if you take out the trial trial court phrase so it's just requested to clarify that sounds wrong to me but with the trial court in the middle it didn't immediately jump out as weird uh so that's a little tip about how how to figure out whether something sounds right to you or not um yeah that's all i got i hope that's helpful i hope you when you go to law school, make friends with people who share your love of grammar too, and that it is a lifetime friendship, the way mine is. Okay, we'd love to hear your feedback and suggestions and your questions for topics to cover. Uh, again, Ethan H., this this one's for you. Uh, please put any questions you have in the comments below or send us an email to law.jd.admissions@umich.edu at and put vlog in the subject line. And if you found this helpful, you might want to check out my admissions blog. There is also a link to that below. Finally, many thanks to Dustin Johnston, the brains behind this operation. Um, Wherever you go, go blue.